Hello, everyone, and welcome to 50 Now What? I'm your host, Alicia Sutton. Do you ever feel like you are too busy, too old, or too out of shape to begin a fitness journey? Well, think again. My guest, Tracy Townsend, is here to start you on a path to become a stronger, more active, and more fit version of yourself. Tracy is a retired public educator who made a big life shift, becoming a certified personal trainer and online fitness coach for women over 50. Now she operates an online personal fitness coaching business, offering one-on-one consultations, custom workout plans, nutritional education, group classes, and more. However, it's not just weights and bands with Tracy, though those are important. She's also all about finding the why for physical fitness and wants everyone to know that you can always start wherever you are right now. She's here to improve and maintain the quality of your life and maybe get you a little muscle in the process. I can't wait for you to hear this one. So let's get right into it. Tracy, tell us a little bit about your background and what started you on this journey to physical fitness. Well, Alicia, I am actually a retired teacher and principal of 33 years. And so I spent 33 years teaching children or young adults, middle school through high school. And I was a principal for the last of those years. And so I decided it was time for me to retire and to do something else. I loved my career as a K-12 educator, wouldn't change it for the world. And I knew that I was ready to try something else. So with that said, fitness has always been an important part of my life. And I thought, wouldn't it be great if I could share everything that I know about fitness with other people? And I especially wanted to share all about fitness with women over 50. Being a woman over 50 myself, I thought, I know that I can reach women over 50. Like that is my target audience. And I just love women over 50. Right. First of all, thank you for that, because I don't know that we talk about that. And I know I'm over 50 as well, as is the name of the show. (laughs) And you know now what? And, you know, there was a lot of I never saw. a lot. I mean, I saw my mom and other women in my life, but you never really saw women, especially in the public space, on television, outside of, you know, you were really aged by that time. You know, you're much, much older. And this kind of midway point in your life, like, well, where's everybody at? I'm not seeing them active or anything like that in these public spaces, but I knew them and I knew them personally, but it feels good to actually see this empowerment in this stage in your life. I think a lot of people start to feel like this is where you're going to start to teeter off and it's complete opposite, the complete opposite. Now you're a trained physical fitness coach and certified in all that. Were you certified and trained before you retired or is that something you did post-retirement as well? No, that's something that I did post-retirement or probably around the same time. I wanted to I wanted to have my personal training certification before I started Fitness with Tracy. It was just important for me to have that certification. Even though fitness was important to me personally and I had been doing it for myself, you know, staying fit, keeping active, strength training, I wanted to make sure that I could share that information and knowledge with 
others in an effective way. So I wanted to learn a little bit more about coaching fitness, although I feel like three years I was a coach, right? To my teachers, uh to my children, my students, but I really wanted to learn how to, if you will, coach fitness as well as education. And so, you know, when I turned 50, that was it. That was like my point where, okay, I can live my life the way I want to. A lot of people think, oh man, I'm 50. For me, I was like, oh, I'm 50. I'm ready to do things, to do other things. And so I did get my certification and my personal training certification and then also my nutrition coaching certification around the same time. And I think it was helpful just because, you know, just like when you're in school and you're learning something new, it always gives you something to refer to and to go back to just to make sure that you're helping people in the best way. Okay. And that you do. And Fitness with Tracy is your online coaching platform and business that you do. And how long you've been doing that? You were Fitness with Tracy has been around since... Yeah, I actually started Fitness with Tracy in April of 2021. And that was just a year before I officially retired. So I did both for one year. And it's just been going great ever since April of 2021. Well, I can tell you, it really looks like you enjoy it. And I think people are always very responsive when the person who's giving it is also enjoying it. It gives you something to strive for and want to be a part of. Now, what have you found as just personally and the women that you've been coaching and women that you talk to? One of the things that they were struggling with when they were starting to trying to become more physically fit or just even continuing a fitness program after a certain age. As we age, it's just a part of the struggle. Right. As we age. And, you know, I think the top three concerns that I typically from clients is, for example, just where to start. How do I begin? What do I do? Right. Because so often, I mean, Instagram and social media is great. I think it's a great way to meet other people, to gather information. And it can also be a bit intimidating social media. Because you see other women doing certain things and you're like, but I can't do that. Therefore, I can't do anything. But there are things that you can do. So I think one of the first questions and concerns is around where do I start? How do I start? You know, how do I begin? And so that's something that I work with women about is just start where you are. You know, if you haven't been active or worked out in a long time, walking is an amazing place to start. And for the most part, we can do that, right? For the most part, there may be some situations where walking is not accessible, but for the most part, we can walk. And I think the another concern that I usually get is maybe exercising with ailments like, you know, arthritis, something like that. And so we talk about, okay, what moves cause you discomfort Let's not do those, but let's do the moves that your body is comfortable doing. And probably the third thing, Alicia, is the weight gain, especially weight gain around the middle. Yes. <laughs> the middle. <laughs> the middle, yeah. The middle. <laughs> okay. And I understand all of those. And I think that, and I don't know how you feel about it as well, is it is like, where do I start? You start to overthink 
what a physical fitness program, what your journey is supposed to look like. And I think because all of the imagery of these high power working like fitness gurus and their, you know, and how they look and it takes a lot of time to get to that place. And it's okay for your journey to look different from everything else. Right. Yes, I, you hit it right there. It is, we all have our own individual fitness journeys and it's hard not to compare. I get it. I mean, I'm human. I do that as well. So we always need to just focus on ourselves, stay in our lane, as we say, right? And just do what your body is able to do. And the more you do, the more you'll be capable of doing as you keep going. Very true. And a lot of that is, oh God, that's so true. It's like you have to almost forgive yourself. I think a lot of times, you know, you get bogged down with all the things that you used to do, (laughs) that you used to do. And I think about, God, yeah, you know, you may have done some crazy things when you were younger in your 20s or you had some, but develop bad habits over a period of time. And sometimes you just got to almost give yourself grace to just, and you were saying as well, just accepting your body how it is right now because that middle it's gonna look it look different from the middle you had 20 years ago it does and we were talking a little bit about like celebrating being 50 or being 50 and over well you know do you really want to go back to when you were 25 years old? I do not. Right. So, you know, there are things that at 50, 55, 60 and beyond that we can do. It may look different from what you did 20 and 30 years ago, but our bodies are very capable of being active and moving daily and getting stronger. I mean, it's not over. We do begin to lose Muscle mass and our bone density is decreasing. However, strength training can offset that process and you can still build and maintain muscle into your 50s and 60s. I agree with that. And that's been one of my challenges. And I but I think over time it becomes a lot easier. And you speak about this as well in in some of your training and on your website is about how well you'll feel when you start doing it. And you know, oftentimes we can get so focused on how we're supposed to be looking physically as opposed to how you want to be feeling now. And it's so important. And one of the things that I like that you're doing is tapping into how you are feeling physically, but also what that does to your mind too. You know what I mean? Do you feel that? Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. You know, when you feel capable of being able to do your daily activities a bit easier, you know, I was sharing a few weeks ago on Instagram about carrying your groceries up three flights or stairs, two or three flights of stairs and not being winded afterwards or playing with your grandchildren, right? Or taking that trip that you always wanted to take that involves hiking three, four, five, six miles. Like those things are very important. And when you're able and capable to do those physical activities, you feel good about yourself. You do. It changes your confidence level in a way that you hadn't thought about it. And it lets you overcome like, you know, we live, let's just face it, let's be honest here. We live in a very youth driven culture 
especially body culture and how that is supposed to look, especially for women. And it's not realistic and it can develop such a, you know, your own negative self-talk, how we, you know, how we speak to ourselves can be harsh, (laughs) you know, and especially when the imagery that you're getting is somehow making you feel like it's supposed to look like something else, which brings me back to when I see women like myself and I think for younger women as well, when they see you and they see us out here maintaining a physical anything and how that looks like changes that perception and how you treat yourself moving forward. And it's just my whole, you know, I, I don't want to get on a bandwagon with it, but it just, it means so much and it does in living that example. Yeah. Well, and you talk about women younger than 50. It's so important for them right now to listen to this discussion that we're having, right? So that they're able to, when they become 50 and 55 and 60, they're able to physically, you know, do what they need to do, to be active, to feel good about themselves. And to just realize that everybody, and I'm talking the bodies, everybody is different. There's not one standard perfect body, but each of us has our own body and, you know, we need to cherish it. And I know we all want to look good. There are so many different ways that we can look good, right? So we just need to accept each of our bodies and make sure we take care of them so that they're around for a long time. That's key. That's key. This is the one you get. You got this one. <laughs> and it's almost this like is all you got. Yeah. This is all you got. And sometimes you, you'll spend more time making sure that your car runs better than you will making sure that your body runs better. You know what I mean? We get so focused. You know, I mean, I'm right. you're right. No, <laughs> you are telling the truth. You are because we do. We take care of everything outside of ourselves, even other people, even other people. Yes, yes. And I think that's another concern that when women come to me, they're like, I just don't have time because I'm taking care of family. And guess what? When you are 50, 50, 60 years old, family is now not just, you know, maybe your spouse and your children, but now you've got your parents that you may be caring for. And so you've got parents, aging parents that you're caring for. You've got your immediate family. You've got the job that you're trying to take care of. You have other obligations, even if they're like social obligations that you have to handle. And we put ourselves in the back seat and we don't take care of ourselves because we're taking care of everything else, including the car. Including so, the car. <laughs> including the car. Pets, everybody. Everybody and all the things and all the people. So we have to say, you know what? I am just as important as the wonderful, loving people in my life and all of the things that I have to take care of. That's it. That is it. I mean, and there's no other way to say it, but to just to say that it's like, yeah, you you can't. I had to accept that sometimes you, you can't do you can do a lot and and you can probably do it all. But you don't have to and to forget yourself in the meantime. You don't have to forget who you don't have to forget yourself to do that. And sometimes you got to let some stuff. You got to let some stuff go. 
because it's going to be all right if you let it go. The world will not come to an end. But And that's so hard for us to understand, to realize, and to grasp. I mean, we do so much and people depend on us a lot. But at some point, I think each of us will realize that, again, taking care of our individual selves is so important because really that's how you continue to take care of others and other things. I mean, I know we're not, you know, living to do to take care of others and other things, but my point is if you want to continue doing what you're doing, it's important to take care of yourself. And it can be challenging because again, Alicia, I mean, you know, you and I are both busy women. It's like, how do I find the time to do that? So that's the next key. Just knowing that you don't have to start with an hour workout, right? If you're just starting out, start with 10 or 15 minutes because that's 10 or 15 minutes more than you have been doing. So start where you are. And then as it becomes more routine, then you can increase the time that you know that you give to working out and movement and being active. Right. And you'll like it more, too, when you start in those small increments and you take that little just like you said, just walking, if that's something that is accessible to you and it usually is to most people that walk around the block that you probably just need. You don't even realize how it's helping you physically it may just be helping you get your mind together <laughs> with you before you get home, get your mind right <laughs> before you step into the house. You know, time you need to take that walk around the block and take a breath. And then before you know it, you'll want to take more walks around the block. Right. And you know, but what you speak the truth, because that's another benefit of working out and being active is you feel better, you know, socially, emotionally, your mind is right. It's just, you're right, less stress. So even if we think about it, that way. Like, I want to feel better. Let me go walk around the block. This morning, Alicia, I was working with a document and I could not get the document right. I mean, it was a PDF and I was trying to do something. So I'm emailing back and forth to someone for help. And then finally I said, okay, I'm going for a walk because I'm frustrated and I can't do this right now. And so I went for my walk, (laughs) came back, and got the document to work, you know. So, yeah, it's just little things. Fitness is for everybody and it helps us in different ways. I love that. I love that. I love that. And I and I love that you come from an educated background. You know, something's been happening to me a lot lately. It's like a lot of people I end up reaching out to. I had someone else who I spoke with just recently as well. And she had an educator background as well. And all these teachers I'm coming in contact with. And I love seeing them on this side of a classroom because that it just means something. Just how you present it and this understanding of how people take in information and how they can grow from it. And it also speaks to, like you say, starting from where you are, but also what are some of the ways that you found to help people get motivated? Since you've been, seem like you've been motivating people your entire life. It's part of your being, but how can you start to get people motivated? What have you found makes them want to just try it? Just try it now. And that is a great question because again, I think I started with three concerns, but that would be another concern that women tell me, they're like, I just can't get motivated, Tracy. And I'm going to tell you, Alicia, the first thing I tell them, which may not sound very motivational, I guess, is sometimes you just can't wait on motivation, right? Sometimes 
You just have to do things because you know you should. Think about all of the things that you don't want to do, but you do it because you have to, (laughs) you know? You don't wait to get motivated to go to work every day. You know, you don't wait to get motivated to come home after work, cook dinner for the family because you're tired. You do it because you have to. So so I said, sometimes you just start, right? You just have to start. So that's the first thing, you know, that's the first thing. And then the second thing, and we hit on this earlier, is start where you are. Start where you are and not where you want to be. A lot of times we jump to where we want to be as opposed to starting right where we are. So again, if that's 10 minutes of walking, do your 10 minutes of walking and then celebrate it. Like, And then when you do 10 minutes of walking every day, that's your motivation to keep going because you're being successful, right? So when you start where you are, that helps to motivate you to keep going. It's when we start out of our like capacity, right? Right. I got to lose weight so I can work out. Right. <laughs> I got to lose 40 pounds so I can work out. What kind of, when you think about it, right? You're like, what kind of sense does that make? But we truly feel that way sometimes, you know? And it's like, you're never going to get motivated if you try to, you know, do that. So, you know, and then, like I said, make changes that are accessible to you. Don't reach too far. Now, I'm not trying to limit anyone, but I'm trying to help them be realistic. Start where you are, make some accessible changes. So for example, you know, don't say, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. Well, you're not doing any days right now. So (laughs) why don't you (laughs) So even if you start with two days a week, you know, a lot of people think, well, I'm going to go Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And I love that. Go ahead and do that. But even if you start with two days, that's two days more than you've been doing. And then take it to three. So that's really when I talk about motivation and consistency, I'm just like, ladies, let's just start where we are. Let's celebrate that you're being consistent with 10 minutes and then let's move on from there. So that's a little bit about motivation. And like I said, the first one is a motivation. It's just like, it's life. It's life. (laughs) Sometimes you just do things because you have to. Right. It's on your to-do list like everything else. You got to get up in the morning. You got to go to work. Got to drop the kids off. You got to, you know what it be. You babysitting the grandkids this week. Whatever it is you're doing, it's on your to-do list. And also, oh yeah, and I'm going to walk 10 minutes and then I'm going to go to the grocery store and then... I'm going to do the laundry. I'll be honest with you. I come from a realistic place like that. And you know what I mean? It's not going to always have, you're not going to have a bunch of cheerleaders saying, come on, let's do it. It's not going to always be that way. It's wonderful if you do. I think that's great. But the reality is it's just got to be on your list of things to do. It just has to be. Yeah, no, agreed. It just has to be on your list to do. (laughs) And you know what, Alicia? And then also think about what type of person you are as an individual. Like just forget about fitness right now. When it comes to doing things, what type of person are you? For example, and you mentioned a list. Are you a list person? Like, do you have to have everything written down and categorized and, you know, with times by it in order to be productive? Are you the free spirit type where, you know, you do things, some if they come, if it happens, like that. The point is your fitness should fit into your lifestyle. 
I mean, I'm a very structured person, so I do lists. I use lists like you said, right? You know, put it down and it's on your to-do list. But some people are more global in general. And so today is Monday and they may say, oh, this week I'm going to work out three days a week. And they can make it happen because that's their world. You know, they take things as they come. So allow your fitness plan to fit into the structure of your life the way you are. I love that. Absolutely. Another realistic point, because everyone, like we we said earlier, everyone is different. What fitness looks like to you is different. How you live in your life is different. But to continue, and like you said, outside of physical fitness, I, this is how it comes to me is all the things that I want to do in life is going to require that I be able to move about and get them done. You know what I mean? I love to travel. I want to be, you know, in and around the world and see the world. I need to be in a space, in a healthy space where I can continue to do that. And so those are the things that kind of trigger how I'm going to move about the world and how I'm going to develop my fitness journey. Totally different from somebody else. It, totally different maybe from what motivated you or started you and brought you to this point. So I say bring it. We're bringing it all in. I love it. And this is such a good conversation. It's so needed. Thank you so much. But I also want to ask this. If I don't know how you want to go about this, but like we said, of all the things, I think sometimes people get overwhelmed. And you mentioned this as well. Is It's easy to get overwhelmed about what you think fitness is supposed to be and how it's supposed to, you know, so many things get clouded into that. If you could come up with, say, five things that you would say, if you said, if you don't do anything else, ladies, look, I don't know if you ever talk to me again. I don't know. You know, I think you should go to fitness with Tracy. I, You know, all the things, all things forsaken. If you do nothing else, what would be, say, three or maybe even four or five things that you would do if you do nothing else? Yeah, I love this question. I would say the first thing, like if you're ready to start your fitness journey, or even if you're not, but you're considering, right? The very first thing you should do is walk. In some way, move your body on a regular basis. We are very sedentary. Uh, You know, we are very sedentary. And it's because we go to work every day and we sit at our jobs every day. So walk. And walking can occur in two ways. Number one, you can set aside 30 or 40 minutes to walk every day. And you can also set aside time or be intentional while you're at work at your desk. Every hour you get up, you walk to a colleague instead of sending the email. You walk to the restroom, maybe on the second floor instead of on the floor you're on if you're on the fourth floor, right? Walk So you're intentionally getting those steps throughout the day and moving your body so that you can decrease, yeah, the chance of just being sedentary. So that's the first thing I would say. Move your body and walk. Be intentional. The second thing I would say is strength training. It is so important for us as women over 50 to, again, build and maintain muscle to help increase bone density and strength training does that. You can do it with your own body weight. If you're starting out, you can use bands or you can go to the gym and learn how to use the machines and the dumbbells and the free weights. But strength training would be my second recommendation for women over 50. Okay, ready for this third one? Here's the third one. We're so busy, but we got to get our sleep. We sometimes don't acknowledge the importance of sleep. 
And so that could probably go with number one also, but like get that sleep. If you can grab seven or eight hours of sleep on a regular basis, that would be the third thing. So I would say that is three. And I'm going to end with four and five being, we didn't kind of talk about the nutrition part, but I'm going to say number four is just making sure you stay hydrated, right? Getting that water in. And you may have to be a little intentional about that as well, because we can forget to drink water. I agree. Yeah. And then the final one is about that balanced nutrition, right? And I'm just, I'm not even going to talk about losing weight right now. I'm just going to talk about the balanced nutrition piece, getting in protein because strength training plus protein equals muscle maintenance and growth. So just making sure that you have your protein, your fruits and veggies, your carbs and your high fiber carbs, like all of that's important. And it's a lot when you think of those five things. So, you know, don't try to do all five at one time. Sorry, that would be number six. If I had a six one, <laughs> don't try Keep do them coming. <laughs> at one time. It. Take them one or two at a time so that you can feel that success and you can feel yourself changing and then add on from there. I think that is so awesome. I absolutely do. And you know what? And like I said, those are accessible things and they're the things that we forget about. I didn't used to sleep a lot. I've learned to, I love a good nap. I have become the nap. I don't mind it if I can take it, you know, and I know everybody can't do that, but I'm like, yeah, I can go for a nap sometimes. So I actually, I'm all on number three has been something that I've changed a lot. And it does change because you know what? I feel better and then I don't mind going for a walk. I, I'm like, oh, I'm well rested. I don't, I, I think I'll take this walk, you know, um, and I'll take the stairs this time. I won't get on the escalator. I'll take the stairs. I won't take the elevator. I'll do something like that. I love that. Let's recount the, I want the top five again. Let's do it. Now we got walking. Walking. Yep. Okay. Strength training. Strength training. Lift something heavy, basically. Lift something heavy. And it's okay to start out if you're starting out with your own body weight, you know, some squats, some lunges, some you know, elevated push-ups, whatever. So strength training is number two. Number three would be getting your sleep. You know, got to get to sleep. Seven to eight hours would be amazing if you could do that. Number four would be stay hydrated with water, get water in. And then number five is just that balanced nutrition. And we're not talking about eliminating the foods that you love. That's not what we're talking about. Focus on incorporating more what we call nutrient-dense foods, foods that are high in nutrients, typically high in nutrients and you know low in calories, your whole foods. Incorporate more of those and focus on that and not, oh, I can't have this, I can't have this, and can't have this. Think about what you can have that's really more nutritious. And we got a bonus number six. Don't oh, yeah. Don't do all of these things at one time. <laughs> that's a bonus. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Don't try it. <laughs> you gotta don't don't Two give it. I love that. Oh wow. You know, I have really enjoyed talking to you. We could sit here and talk all day. I could find something else that we could be talking about. I love talking to you. For my listeners, where can they find you? Where is your contact information? Where do you want people to come find you? Because I found you on Instagram. First time I've ever done that. Well, <laughs> And that that's something that's the first time. So I am on Instagram, like you said, at fitness with Tracy. 
uh, Tracy with an I. So I spend a lot of my time when it comes to social media on Instagram. I tried TikTok. That's not for me. So Instagram is where you can find me. I also have the website. Yeah, right. The website, which is the same thing, www.fitnesswithtracy.com. And those are the two best places to reach me. If you want to reach out with a question via email, it's tracy at fitnesswithtracy.com. Really easy to remember. Really easy to remember. Really easy to remember. And you're easy to talk to. And I'm sure your clients love you. And so that's it for my listeners. I've enjoyed talking to you, Tracy. I'd love to have you back. And we can talk about a few other things as well. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And reach out to Fitness with Tracy. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to 50 Now What? A special thank you to Tracy. You can find her at Fitness with Tracy. That's T-R-A-C-I dot com and at Fitness with Tracy on Instagram. Make sure to follow us, rate and share the show. Make sure to follow me on Instagram for continuous updates at 50 Now What Podcast. That's 5-0 Now What Podcast. This podcast was produced by Rainbow Creative with Matthew Jones as senior producer, Stephen Selnick as producer and Rob Johnson as editor and audio engineer. I love working with this team. To learn more about making a podcast for you or your business, visit them at rainbowcreative.co.